It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends presented by Not For Long Media. I'm Paul, joined by my incredible host, Alex, the co-host for the month of June is Connor just looks at me like, oh, this is going to be sweet. And then, fuck you, guy. (laughs) Hey, everyone. How are you? Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> Today we have a we have a special guest with us. Uh, he is the CEO and founder of Blind Barrels, which is a very unique whiskey experience. I'm very excited to talk about this. I, I think that trying whiskey, especially not knowing what you're having, really helps to enhance your your palate. And Alex actually researched the right guest this time, so it's going to be great. Bobby, how's it going, my friend? <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. <laughs> I'm excited to share this with you guys. <laughs> you just like, I, I don't know what the fuck I just got into. But here we are. <laughs> I'll figure out the inside jokes along the way. <laughs> oh, it's just, well, the first, the first guest that Alex she researched the wrong guy. Thought it was in the whiskey world, and it was an NFL tight end. <laughs> and obviously, I'm in Australia. If you can't tell by the accent, um, and I have no idea about NFL. And as soon as we opened up the chat. I am um, like the video chat. I'm like, you're not the guy that I researched from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Uncle Ernest at all. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> Although that would be a dope football name if tight end named Uncle Ernest. I would totally, that guy would make so many plays. Oopsie poopsie. Paul, <laughs> yes. You forgot, you forgot to um, introduce my, my favorite person on this podcast. Me? No, he did. No, he did. He did. He just lost <laughs> over it like always. It's fine. I uh, I said it. I said Connor. And Connor. I, and Connor. I said I, Connor. You, do you like how I did that? The very first like opening of the show and just Connor was like, oh, anyway, uh, I digress. Hey, Bobby. So Bobby, do you, Bobby, do you strongman lift like twice a week, three times a week? What are you doing for strongman? You, you yeah, look like yeah. a, you look like a grizzly bear over there, dude. Like, what are you doing? Bobby, like you fighting? got some muscles popping. <laughs> you fighting T-Rex just, in the woods? You know, it's like, I, this is the only tank top on I owned and I knew the office would be hot because it'd take the air a while to warm up. So I'm like, I'm going to tank top today. But, uh, I did <laughs> nice. used to love watching the, the strongman. Remember Magnus, Magnus von Magnuson? Yeah, of course like, I do. Everybody in Iceland has like, the name of their father and the, it's like eight generations and he would like he wasn't the biggest dude and now he hosts all the shows but i just remember this guy is like six nine four hundred and he's lean no all muscle he's going against magnus who's this little dude and arm wrestling that was an event and he just snapped the dude's arm <laughs> like three seconds and you're like oh, dude arm wrestling is terrifying i hate people asking arm wrestle because all i think about is here and then this bone goes this way while this arm goes that way and then i just want to be in reality it's just because you got puny ass biceps and you don't want <laughs> okay lose. yeah whatever i always think i'll just flip the hat around i'll be like stallone and over the top it's like a switch <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know then kenny loggins is singing a love song about me and my son finding each other after i beat <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely loving this display of masculinity going on right now. Let's talk whiskey. Alex yeah. is like, Alex is like, do you guys weld and shit? No, shut the fuck up, pussies. I'm the biggest man on this podcast. Let's talk whiskey. Do you drive eight vehicles in a day? No. Right. Let's talk whiskey. So, Bobby, tell us a little bit about Blind Barrels and how you kind of came up with the concept. So, you know, when quarantine happened, my buddy, uh, who's a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch, he takes his hobbies, he takes baseball and whiskey really seriously. And I was always like a drink, a drinker really of whiskey rather than a taster. And, uh, you know, it's how you get these pythons and these puffy nipples that you can't see. Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but my, my buddy was doing blind tastings with whiskey and I, I fell in love with it instantly. I love the concept of discovering something, discovering something new, um, really just listening to what your senses are. There's a mindfulness component to it. Uh, if you really think about it, which I'm a big fan of and just being present in the moment. And I call them afterwards and I'm like, dude, this is the business. And I was a little inebriated, but, uh, and, like, and, yeah, and then you hung up. 
That yeah, and it was the best idea because you were because you were inebriated. <laughs> yeah, it was like midnight, and I'm like, I'm gonna figure this out. And uh, it turns <laughs> out nobody's done this before in the United States for a reason. Uh, and because liquor laws here are really complicated. And so I just started calling ABC alcohol. alcohol All the states are different. The states are different and what you can do federally, locally, statewide, county, all that. And, um, what, you know, if you ever need a lawyer, you can do a free one hour long consultation with any lawyer, whether it's like property planning, divorce. And so I did 16 free one hour long consultations. Um, and the first seven said, you can't do any of this. You should stop. And then one said, you know what? You know what you could do? You could do this, but you can't do that. And I just kept gleaming information. Um, and yes, the model is complicated. I wish we could say we're just pouring stuff into a bottle. and sending so You went down the full Tom Cruise aspect of you fired the stuntman because he said it wasn't possible. You're like, nope, can't do this. Not, not the lawyer for me. I went, I went to Christian Bell, right? Like, are you fucking with my lights? <laughs> my life. With my... No, <laughs> but exactly i was just i'm gonna figure this out my buddy was like all right he didn't call me back and find like dude the train's leaving the station i found a way to do it uh i'm gonna raise the money and then it took a week to raise the money it took a year to get all the legal elements into place in order for us to do it we launched january of 2022 and we're off and running and i mean the cool thing is when we when we started this the main thing was we wanted everything in our lineup to be things that you couldn't get at your total wine or your Bevmo that didn't get that shelf space because distribution has a stranglehold on just the industry in general. The three tier system is really the, the tier that controls everybody. Their producers, there's 3000 of them in the United States have to pass through a distributor before a retailer can sell it to you. And if you don't know the liquor store locally, cause you know, that's where you're operating. Uh, you're not paying the distributor to get that shelf space. You, you have these, uh, first of all, not everybody making craft whiskey is making amazing whiskey, but of the ones that are, and there are many that are, they're rock stars at 50 miles, but then they just slowly die down and you don't hear about them. And mm-hmm. we wanted to showcase and highlight these particular brands. So these are no, these are not like your Buffalo Trace. Exactly. Concert. We're not going to have makers. craft. It's craft, exactly. And and I mean, look, the, the, the rule for craft is very broad. I think, what is it, like 3 million gallons a year or something? I mean, there's some very massive brands, You know, there's some very massive brands. Craft. Yeah. What's craft in Australia? Oh, 5,000 liters a year or, yeah, 8,000 liters a year. That's probably craft. Now, can you say some of the distilleries that these come from or no? Uh, for the ones that we're doing in our lineup, absolutely. And, okay. um, I, you know, I, some of the ones in our June lineup have been on your guys's podcast. I was listening to them and, uh, you know, one of the, one of the cool things is we get to meet all these distillers and they all have these great backstories. And I think that's important too. Um, yeah. you know, one so I'll, I'll tell some of the stories as we reveal it. What we can kind of do is go through it. We can talk about the, the business and the tasting a little bit. I can reveal as we're going through it or you can, I'm real that. curious because especially with a right now, I'm like, I'm really feel like I've had this. Mm, it's possible. You, this is maybe the more most distributed of everything in our lineup. Can you walk me through the base model? So the base model is a subscriber um, comes under a set. They subscribe and our, our box is seasonal. So somebody's going to get a box. I mean, you guys have the box in front of you. It's so it's a monthly subscription. It's quarterly. I, quarterly. Okay. We originally were going to be, we're going to do it every other month. And then the off months, we're going to do tequila. And then I realized how much work it was. Yeah, that was it. And then I was in Kentucky. I came and then we said, okay, we're just going to do whiskey first. Uh, we didn't want to split our marketing spend. But then I got back from Kentucky in December and uh, I was actually talking to my therapist. I was like, I think I need to go quarterly. because <laughs> it, was, it was like this moment where I was, I knew I was going to debilitate myself mentally and how much energy it takes. I mean, we talked to 60 different distillers and tried almost 200 samples just to figure out the first 12 in our first three boxes total. So when somebody gets a box, they're going to get a badass soft touch gold leaf box. Everything's top shelf, custom bottles, yeah. everything, color litho, magnet, enclosure. You'll um, have to send us your logo and stuff too, so we can post it for the show. Like, oh, absolutely. Uh, like we do. So that, because. It is. It is really good. When I opened it, I was like, "Holy shit, this is badass!" Yeah, I thought the same thing. And, this, was and the merch, impressive. and the merch is also really cool too. Connor's rocking mm-hmm. the hat right now. For those of you watching on YouTube, 
No, so you thank get you. three well, you, or four blind whiskeys a quarter. You get four. You get four blind whiskeys a quarter. Sample A, B, C, and D. And what'll happen mm-hmm. is, in, so there'll be an insert that tells you a little bit about the process. And it's not for it's for veterans and novices alike. Um, I still consider myself somewhat more of a novice. I know more about liquor laws than I would say about how the yeast affects that, whatever, you know, some of the, my whiskey wizards or my spirits guides, as I call them, uh, play a heavy hand in um, some of that educational thing. And then on the flip side, we have a tasting table. We converted the wheel into a table and there's a QR code and that QR code will take you to the page where we have a video that will walk you through the tasting. We have a free master class on our site. Even if you're not a subscriber and you just want to learn more about, Nashville whiskey history, uh, just in general, or how to taste all the process of, you know, nosing the glass and the finish and the aroma and the taste and all those components. Uh, and then each one will then reveal the distillery, the location, uh, obviously the tasting notes, the ABV, the proof, um, the, the distillery backstory, which we think is fantastic. And at the end of the day, we're encouraging everybody, hey, if you're in this particular town, Go check this place out. I mean, they're, go go see what their food pairings are. Uh, if you do want to buy a full bottle, I think, so obviously there's the tasting, the blind tasting part of it. That's cool. And the curation that we, we've set these up for you. But you have access to buy a bottle for the same price as if you were at the distillery. So awesome. um, like our June box, yeah. we have a 15-year ride that's matured in a Weller barrel. Um, and it was a barrel pick. And you know, it's a hundred dollars. I mean, I don't know if you can find a 15 year ride. That's just amazing. It's 128 proof. It's right out of the barrel. And, yeah. and we don't make a lot from that. We, most bottles, we actually don't make any money because we give shipping discounts. Um, and we didn't want to overinflate. We know our competitors do that. They go, Hey, we're going to make it free shipping. And then they bump it up 20%. And we wanted to be transparent with that whole process. Um, mm. And really, I think the best reason to be in our club is the access to actually be able to buy these bottles when you wouldn't be able to do it any other way. How much is, and, what, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Alex. And at what point do the consumers find out what whiskeys are in the boxes? Well, I come to their doorstep and it's written on my <laughs> chest. No, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a whiskey, oh, Graham. Uh, if you it, hire me, it, I'll do that. Oh my God, Connor, can you do that for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth one is below the belly line in the trail. <laughs> You got to shave part of the trail off to get to sample D, <laughs> and that sample D that was just a coincidence. Sample D, but that yeah, sample, sample D. D. <laughs> you don't want to know where sample D starts. Sample, D's. <laughs> sample <laughs> D starts in another location. But uh, hey, listen, the sample D could be up or down. You never know. I mean, sample A is very big in the South right now. So let's go. We're gonna go there. But, uh, I don't quite know what that means, but I can kind of <laughs> they work know what, it out. They know what it means. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of t-shirts. Uh, you know, just go check it out. But uh, I don't need to explain it. Look it up. Uh, so if anyone wants to know at any point, they can. The, the QR code will take you to the site. Oh, QR and, code, take them. And, uh, I mean, I could do a, a share page with you so you kind of see what it looks like um, without having to kind of ruin. I mean, this is on a YouTube, so I'll just show you the page. So on through these samples, it can be anything from 80 proof to cash strength. It does. There's no limits. Absolutely. Just so, so sometimes we'll ramp up. Oh. Like if we're, if we're ending on something that's super. So like I'll reveal right now, sample A is 10th mountain. Um, is it 80 proof? Okay. 92 proof? Huh. It's 92 proof. So this is the lower proof. Um, have you guys heard of 10th mountain out of Vail, Colorado? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. absolutely. So this is maybe <clears throat> the most well-known um, within our first lineup. Um, and, and maybe the most accessible, like if you go into a competitor site that has, they got 10,000 bottles, this is one of them that they actually sell, uh, but they got a cool backstory. I mean, they're, I mean, I know you guys are, are big in supporting veterans and the backstory mm-hmm. of this distillery is kind of, of built yeah. around something very similar where, um, uh, the 10th division was like winter combat. And, uh, it's one of the most utilized, uh, parts of our military and uh, a lot of you know tours in afghanistan when i first heard about it all i could think about is like james bond and some guys on skis like <laughs> shooting somebody else and stabbing somebody while he's on a snowboard uh, um, for some reason I, I looked up like the mash bill i know it's undisclosed but it's like 75 percent corn in. and i was i was sitting here going this is a high i feel like it's yeah. a high corn high rye like if i was betting on it it, it doesn't for being 
a, a younger, you know, I mean, some people go, okay, well, all whiskey's young. I mean, I mentioned, yes, we have 15 year you can taste You can taste the young that it's a little young. You can it's taste a, like the corn on it. Like it's just very distinctive. It's a, yeah. it's a little grain forward. Um, they are blending different barrel ages. So, um, you know, we're, you know, people that are great blenders, like, you know, Widow Jane and, um, you know, Penelope that, that know what they're doing. Um, so we thought this was kind of just a great start in terms of bourbon. We know that a lot of people want bourbon uh, in the lineup. So we're almost always going to have a bourbon in the lineup and maybe two. Um, but the, we want diversity in the mash bill, the location, the backs, all of it. We want it to be, um, you know, look. You, um, so is it only. Is on, it can only... I take a shot? Can I take a shot and say. B is a finish. Uh, B is not a finish. B is B is a very interesting. Uh, not. I bet you that guys smell like a finish, Connor. I haven't done it yet. I haven't poured it yet. B was Alex. What do you think? <laughs> I'm just loving Paul's journey into talking technical things for once. Hey, we talk. Oh, hey, I'm smart things. sometimes. <laughs> you want to talk? Like talk a, it smells like a, it smells like a finish, but then it could also smell like a, like it, okay. it could also be a rye. What, would you what guess makes the it smell like a finish? Mm. I'm sorry. I don't know. What, what makes like it finish? smell like a what's makes it's got it that like more malty kind of might more malty sweet kind of a, a of a of a nose to it that you would maybe expect in a finish in like a Oloroso cask or something like that. Ooh. Oh, I can see that, Paul. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. But um, I get a lot of raisin on it too, which could also mean that there's a lot. It's it could be a high rye, and the and the uh, the malted barley is giving me like, and the rye is giving me that. It could be like a, a high rye with a lot of malted barley because I I don't know if it if this is a bourbon or maybe just more of a whiskey. Okay, so you you don't know if it's a bourbon or a whiskey or a blend or maybe non dominant or uh, that it could, could be a blend, be some a high rye uh, bourbon of some type. What what would you say, mm-hmm. Connor? If you I had to guess. Blend. Well, I was real quick. I want to ask this question first before I forget. Is it are the the whiskeys that you're sending out in your samples? Is it bourbon, rye, and American whiskey? Is there any other varietals that you send out? It's all American. The the, the one thing that okay. we don't do is flavored whiskey. Um, so no artificial oh, flavoring. So it's whiskey. Gonna... It's whiskey, bourbon, or American single malt. Uh, yeah. So it it, it could exactly and it rye. could be. For, yeah, absolutely. As long as it's American and as long as it's whiskey, as long as, as long as it's all natural. My buddy just texted me. He's like, I know the owners of Screwball. And I was like, I know people <laughs> that love Screwball, but we're not going to put them in our lineup because Screwball, it's, it's honestly, is not terrible. It's, it's not, really no, not terrible. absolutely not. But it doesn't kind of fit. We do have to keep everybody happy to a degree, right? And we do have some whiskey nerds and they will complain the most along the way uh, about certain things. Um, and that's why, like, we try to include some barrel proofs in here. Like June, we got two barrel proof cast drinks that are just, you know, and, and one of them you wouldn't even. This game play. is like playing who's in my mouth. It's like really, <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> I play that all the time. <laughs> How many of you are in my mouth right now? I am uh, not commenting on that. <laughs> um, I was looking right I, at you. If I if I had to guess, I would say this is in the nineties on the proof. Okay. It's probably a blended whiskey. I was going to say a blended whiskey as well, Paul. I'll tell you, it's a hundred percent of one grain, and it's one of the hardest Ooh. ones to grow. It's one of the ones that you don't see very. Uh, you don't see red, very often. Um, it's is it, hard to is do. it red? Um, red wheat? Uh, it's not red wheat. It's uh, it's sorghum. Okay. Um, wheat sorghum. Here, I'll, I'll share. And that's why it's throwing my nose off because it's not something that I'm used to used to uh, sniffing. This is. Oh, let me take a sip. Let me take a sip. Let me take a sip. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. Okay. Yeah, this, like is this. A, this, this is, is the. This is going to be like the to say... best YouTube video we have ever done because he's yeah. playing this. It's like it's like Jeopardy. <laughs> what is green so, forward, Gene? Uh, <laughs> So this one is actually out of San Clemente, California. I know the owner, Ryan Drift. This, uh, the Drift Distillery in San Clemente. Have you guys whiskey. ever heard of Drift? I have not. No. I've heard Never of it, yeah. Drift. 
So Drift is, they just started winning massive awards. Um, They're fairly unknown um, for a while, but they're starting Mm. to become really well known. And this was maybe one of the biggest surprises. So I foisted this one onto our Whiskey Wizards because uh, I know the owner. I needed to beta test the process of what we did to get other people's whiskey into our bottles and to just Mm. know kind of, all right, when am I being a dick if I'm offering certain prices? Like what's, you know copacetic in terms of we're not asking anyone by any means to give us their whiskey for free just like nobody can buy their way into our lineup uh we blind taste everything but this was the only one that i kind of foisted upon the lineup and yeah. um this is 100 wheat uh they have a farm in kansas a family farm um, they source all of their own grain um which is another rarity uh, it's a true farm to bottle operation um you know there, there's it, it, it it's this is a two-year-old whiskey and i got i i don't think it tastes like it at all um, Not either. you know, it's, it's, it, it just shows you how this guy's doing it right. He went up and he, um, forget what industry he was in a marketing industry and he just got fed up with it. And he decided to go up and apprentice at dry fly up in uh, Seattle. And, um, he was up there for a year and learned how to make all of these things and make really hard things to make. And, um, I'll tell you what, this, there, a ton of people ordered bottles of this. Um, you know, so retail is a fifty dollar bottle. It's it's a great summer whiskey. It's, it's very not, yeah. light and just yeah, like I, I nailed the hey, hey at least dance, you know. At least I nailed the proof. All right. I'm not a complete idiot. At least I was right around the proof. I think you said ninety exactly, didn't you? Yeah. I don't know. I think you might have said right around proof. ninety proof. Proof is something that's really hard to nail, um, because you can have a huge cast strength whiskey that does not drink like it at all. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I'll have to so send I'll you guys you, our tune lineup and you'll have something that's exactly on the par with what you're saying. Sorry. To, I'll tell um, you, Alex, the reason why I, so this is the, the other part about it, right? Like it's blind, but I can see the color. I knew that probably wasn't cash strength. Mm-hmm. And the other piece no, of it two is. Year, sorry, go on. Well, the other piece of it is like, well, at least over here, most cash strength whiskeys aren't going to be two years. They're going to be somewhere between at least four six most of the time more on the six so they're gonna get darker right that's look at the this ass. this is the 15 year this is the 15 year rye yeah but the that's rye is gonna look different because of the rye a rye will be lighter based off the off the grain than that's, it would be if you were gonna have uh more of a corn malted barley type mm. uh but a lot of people it threw people a lot of uh for a lot of loops that one that was a and it could be the barrel, right? Where it's where it's made, right? So obviously, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'll have to send you guys a sample of uh, sample D from June, so, so you can see what I'm talking about. But it, it's a creeper because it doesn't, just like Alexander was saying, it doesn't taste. It honestly tastes like 105, 110 proof, but it's 128 proof. So one bottle of this will jack you up. <laughs> Pretty good, dude. This is this is the most fun podcast ever. So, <laughs> um, what I'm saying is I, I feel like you're trying to break boundaries of what people are drinking and the stigmas um, because I've been part of bourbon TikTok and bourbon Instagram, um, which has been so much fun for me and how I met all these dingbats. Um, <laughs> what I'm finding is a lot of people are stuck in their ways and being um, over here in Australia and all of our craft whiskey is single malt or majority of it. And we here in Australia have a problem with um, your car, your single malt cast strength monsters. Um, and what I see is a very similar thing happening in America um, when they get stuck on one. And it seems like with this blind tasting that you're breaking some of the, the stigmas about whiskey. Absolutely. You're trying to remove bias. We're trying to dispel um, anything that you think you knew what you knew. I, you know, I did this with my dad when I was kind of beta testing everything. And I put one of his favorites in this lineup of just to see, and he put it, he put it fifth out of the six that I put in front of him and he fell in love with, uh, widow Jane. And that's, you know, now he always has a bottle of widow Jane at his house. Um, cause he, he discovered something he didn't know before, but he discovered several things that he loved in another way. And what you said too, like, yeah, I, I got to tell you that we're about to have something up that there's a lot of people that are bourbon drinkers that don't like rye. And we completely defied that um, within this lineup with, I love this. we've got emails from hundreds of people that like, I don't really don't like rye or yeah. Uh, in June, we have signing a, up for this like t- tonight, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, how much I is it? How much is it? Code. It's 50. How much is it? 50 bucks. Uh, it, it's what it comes out to uh, per. So if you do an annual, it's 200 bucks. 
And uh, with that, right. and then the, the ship, what happens is, you know, if you tell people what the shipping really costs and you throw that at the end, because shipping usually ends up being, you know, somewhere between uh, 19 and sometimes up to $30, unfortunately. Uh, but that comes in at an average. So part of the annual is like the shipping's $50, but that's for all four shipments. So you're paying $12.50 for the shipment. And we cap all of our bottle shipment costs, which they don't cost us. They cost more than this at $15. So if you did order, you know, um, this bottle, this $100 bottle of this crazy, and you're only paying $15 in shipping, we, we cap it just to make the math easy for everybody. Um, and, and really okay. it's for a discount for everybody, but if someone does it quarterly, mm-hmm. it's, it's fifty nine ninety nine, and then they're paying $15 okay. for shipping. So um, you got to invest in the long term here. This is, you're saving money. I, I think the access, aspect of bucks. It, I'll tell yeah. you what, some of the bottles in this lineup that you're going to, you're going to try and some of the secondary markets go for double easily, um, because but, you can't get them. What um, people don't them, understand is they're not just paying for the whiskey that comes and the shipping. They're paying literally for the time that you go and take to curate these barrels, um, to find this whiskey, to talk to um, to talk to distilleries, basically to put together an experience for them. And each time that box arrives, it's an experience. And that I love how you put it that way. This is a hundred percent an experience. And every now and again, we get somebody that's like, "Wait a minute, I'm paying fifty dollars for four doubles," and I'm like. You just spent $36 on a double of blends at the bar, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like first and of all, way less in, fun than I'm having right now. It's Wait. an experience in opening your eyes into different styles of whiskey um, that you wouldn't usually do walking into a bar or walking into a bottle shop. And and look, don't drink alone. Taste with friends, right? That's <laughs> what we got. We Don't drink alone. Gentlemen. Our, that's our PSA. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, you drink alone, Connor, you taste I always with drink friends. It. I always drink alone, Bobby. I feel like we should do this. We should do this every quarter when you release and just oh, do a show because yeah. this would it. be just fun as shit. Because this oh, is yeah. really fun. Okay, because like right, you're doing this and then you're sharing the screen and like going through what each bottle is. This is like super fun. And I think people would get a kick out of it, especially like you know, like you know, watch it and do it with us when they're when you're doing it. Join, wait to pop your shit open, watch the YouTube and and go. Because I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't have a clue what the fuck C is. I, I'm, I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain it's a rye. Okay, and and you're fairly certain. What makes you feel like it's a rye? It it's just has rye. more of a pungent kind of spicy nose. It's to got it. rye spice. Just a little bit of a rye spice. Okay, you guys. Can are you describe it, especially... guys? Describe it to me who's sitting here without the whiskey. Rye spice. All right. So when I sniff, when I smell bourbon. You can get a little bit of a burn, but it's subtle and almost like creamy. When you sniff Hello? rye, it's more it's more pungent. It gives a little bit more of a sting and a stings burn. Stings the nostrils in it a good way. The so it's more like a, a little bit more. It's more like a pepper spice than an ABV spice. Yeah, because you're going to get you, yeah, because you're getting more <laughs> baking spices on the nose than you are. With you guys me. get That's that Anchorman quote or no? <laughs> I missed I'm it. Sorry, I the, didn't. Did you I said stings the nostrils in a good way. Try it. This is a rye. Yeah, this, this that was is, Sex Panther by Odeon. Sex Panther. <laughs> this this is a rye. You guys are right. And this one, I got to tell you, this is the one we had bourbon drinkers that messaged us that said, look, I I always said I, I don't drink ryes. I don't try them. I'm ordering a bottle. I'm ordering a bottle for my friends. And once again, this is a bottle that um, I got to tell you, you, you knowing Let me guess. you guys have actually heard of, you can guess. Absolutely. I want to guess. This is like a 90, I, I want to say this is 95-ish proof, like right in that. And is it 95-5 rye or 100% or hundred percent? Like, I, I think it's more 95-5, but I, I could be, it doesn't taste like MGP? 100% rye. I, I, I mean, it could be MGP. I, I don't know yep. who's, who, who. And we are not so above, of- you know, MGP juice, um, we right. think good whiskey is good whiskey. Dude, MGP and- makes some of the best whiskey out there, so don't knock it. Well, they yeah. also saved the industry, if you know the history of it. You yeah. know, when the demand mm-hmm. crept up and, and we didn't have the product for it, they stepped up. And, you know, when they took over that distillery, uh, Midwest Green product took that over and they had all these barrels. They didn't throw it away. <laughs> they, right. they didn't know. They just hit the timing perfectly. They Who would have known that the zeitgeist was going to change? 95.5. And I'm going to guess this is somewhere... It's three or four years old. Click that okay. button. Thanks. Don't delay. Click I'm gonna. It. I'm gonna tell you the Thanks. city. It's in Columbus, Ohio. 
This is Middle West. Middle West. Dark, oh, pumpernickel rye. Great rye. This, um, this just won the Fred Minnick, like, best rye or something, like, a month ago or something. I was kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, we're picking winners. I'm like, we picked it first, Minnick. Got you. <laughs> but uh, so this is 96 proof. You're right around the thing. It's 85% dark pumpernickel. Part 33 pumpernickel. year. Look at that. I nailed almost it's, all of it. But I got to tell you, I mean, this this is one of the, I always have a bottle of this at my. I actually have a bottle of all these at my house, but I pour this for probably the most. Alex, people. this isn't raise your hand day. This is just talk loud over everybody day. <laughs> what the fuck is pumpernickel? They leave the husk on when huh. they distill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so distilled husk on. Yeah, okay. It's but, uh, it's from an American fairy tale where you have to give off your your children's foreskins to the elf in order to get back the perfect whiskey. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a little pedophilish, but you know, there's there's moils for that. So but, husk uh, on distillation. <laughs> but I'm I'm googling the shit out of this. I mean, what the fuck is pumpernickel? I know so you said I'm, husk on, but have you guys heard of Middle West? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, everybody out here has not heard of these guys. Um, they're the source for Horror Soldier. Um, if you ever talk to anybody from there, I mean, just I mean, the, the best thing is when you get to meet awesome people, and uh, and their and their whiskey's awesome. They sent us six things, and we were honestly debating everything they sent us. They sent us weeded bourbon. Everything they sent us was phenomenal like off the charts within all the blind tastings that we did. Cause we have a mix. We got the experts, but they really listen to everybody. Um, you know, one of the ones uh, that's in our lineup in June, our CFO doesn't drink whiskey at all. And he left and went to search all throughout Southern California, trying to find bottles of this one particular brand that ended up. And that swayed us to put them in the June lineup, but this, they're just phenomenal. Everything about them. I really want to visit them because now that USC, I'm in Southern California. I used to play football at USC. And now that we're in the Big Ten, I'm like, I get to go to Columbus. When did you play at USC? Uh, 97 to 01. So I was. Uh, oh, I see. So you, uh, I saw you play. You did. Nice. I was what? at the, I was at the 01 uh, Orange Bowl against Iowa. That was, that was the 2000 and, uh, Three Orange Bowl, um, which was the 2002 season, and, was and yeah, we, we kicked Iowa's ass. Yeah, I was I was at that game, but I wasn't in the. So, so you got to understand, Pete Carroll's first year was my last year, and so we counted for seven. I thought that was Pete. Year. I, my bad. I thought that was the 01 season. So so we we like to think that that was Pete's first season because he lost a little bit his first year, which was my last okay. season. Uh, but uh, so Carson yeah, so, Palmer was still your quarterback, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carson Palmer, I started on the defense with Troy Palomalu. Um, Troy actually didn't get to play in that Orange Bowl game. Uh, we had this guy named Shoot'em Up Simmel who used to give you shots of cortisone, um, like in certain injuries <laughs> where you were hurt. And he, he gave Troy Palomalu a shot in his hamstring. His whole leg went dead. And he didn't get to play oh, in his last God. football game, which kind of sucked. I don't even know if that's ever been out in the press. Uh-oh, it's going to be on the AP tomorrow. Let's Uh-oh. do it. <laughs> I have a fun fact. I just Googled pumpernickel and it says one of the questions in Google searches, does pumpernickel mean devil's fart? Hence pumpernickel means farting devil or devil's fart, a definition um, accepted by the publisher basically means name um, being hard to digest. That's why we need all those foreskins. Devil's that's, why you take, you that's why you Sorry. take Metamucil. That's why. That's why. Listen, I'm a big proponent of Metamucil. That's exactly why I take Metamucil. <laughs> Y'all took it to football. I'm taking it to um, digest. Pumpernickel. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, Sorry, listen. After a after fact. a solid after a solid tailgate, you could really take some Metamucil. So it all connects. It all connects I, I like some Metamucil aspects. As well. Yeah, exactly. That, that that I love the, the football. I love the football the football connections right because like the guy who owns the media company that we work with now played at temple and i and for the carolina panthers now no yeah. way well uh i actually i made a documentary about college athletes right it's called the business of amateurs and uh we utilized that film to take on the ncaa and we passed a bill in california that then took hold in 12 other states and then we got in front of the supreme court last year and, and so I athletes yeah athletes can make money from their name image and likeness and um, I was a part of the the group between Ed O'Bannon and Ramogi Huma. Um, you can check out that documentary on Amazon. Nice. But um, yeah, we were part of uh, that movement, so to speak. So that's what I was doing before I got in the whiskey industry. And uh, so we're helping 
you know, all these, you have this short interim where you can trade on the value that you have, right? And it's a very American capitalist concept. Um, yeah. And to think that, oh, wait, no, the school owns your name and you can't do anything is really just, it's been stupid for a while. Um, they thought it would change sports and it has. I mean, they just, it happened so fast that they didn't know how to reel it in. So yeah, we do got some uh, <laughs> alumni that are funneling money, but I, I got to tell you, if they have this short window where they can trade on that value, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, right. Oh, and I, I actually said that even before, like before this was cool. It's like if a dude wants to go and a car dealership wants to give him a hundred grand to do a commercial, why the why not? Why the fuck yeah. does that matter? Amateur, amateur athlete. I'm sitting here going, like, have you seen Alabama's workout room? Have you seen their like their facilities? Yeah. Do you know they how much fly, Nick Saban gets paid? They fly well, first gold, class on jets. So all yeah. all the stuff that they pay for, that's called gold plating. So a lot of programs will say that they're losing money, but the reality is that they're spending money so they can look like they're losing money. And Nick Saban doesn't call any plays, right? What's his value? His value is his ability to bring in more valuable players. So he absorbs everybody's value in the process. And yeah, you put a dog in a commercial, <laughs> that dog gets paid. Okay. So why not uh, people from, you know, that mostly come in, from impoverished backgrounds or people of color. Um, yeah. So. There's an element I want to take a shot at this whiskey. Go ahead, Alex. Are you talking about sample D? Is this D? Well, I'll let you get yes. into sniffing D. Um, you got to get to the navel. You got to get the shaver. My favorite out. nose. This is my favorite I nose think, of the I think that this is a heavy corn, more barrel proof, oh, 110-ish, maybe 110, 115, four to, four to five years old. I, I would say 75% corn, maybe like 10% malted barley. I wouldn't know what the rest is. You're making maybe a I'm way good off. comeback after, yeah, after the, the wheat debacle. But that, <laughs> you're making, um, you're, I think you're, you're making, you guys have really good palates. Am I right? This has, yeah, I agree. This is right around mid, like 110, <laughs> if nothing else. Proof. If nothing else, put this bitch on repeat because this shows us that we know how to drink and sniff whiskey at least. <laughs> no, you guys are doing really well. And I, I got to tell you, I mean, most people, they just don't want to guess because they don't want to be wrong. And it's like, no, I want to know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the whole point of this process. So I've been hinting at Sample D this whole time because I'm wearing one of their tank tops. Um, it's the only thing in the store that would fit me because I'm a giant dude. Bye. And just to get it my head through it. Uh, so sample huh. D. Oh, I'm not sharing the page. It's a ride. I think it's, I think it's more those arms. Sample oh. is Corbin Cash. They are an oh a sour mash. Oh, okay, it's there you go. Sour mash bourbon. Um, you don't see a lot of these. You don't see a lot of these done right. Um, I love I think sour this mash. Was, this was our diamond in the rough. Um, we did have somebody else in our first lineup, and they just weren't agreeing with our price point. They didn't know the labor. I mean, uh, Alexander, you're talking about. <laughs> what it takes to create this experience and Ooh, I've talk, been through it. talking to, I mean, talking to everybody um, and all the distillers, I don't really consider that the arduous part of the process or tasting their That's product. A fun part for us. It's, it's the, what it takes to get these in the bottle legally is a really difficult time consuming process. Um, none of these mm-hmm. distillers are set up for 50 milliliters. So it's not like we can send them bottles and they could fill it because it's asking too much of the distillery anyways. So corporate yeah. cash, they are uh, above middle of California, uh, you know, mer- right above Merced, they have a Merced rye. They source all their grain from their, their, their farm, um, their neighbors. They're really a sweet potato farmer. And really cool story about Corbin cash is the first day that his still produced whiskey, the, the water broke on his baby. The water broke on his actual baby. Uh, his wife gave birth on the same day. Oh, damn. Shit, I thought, uh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the still then because I call all stills my babies. And I was like, the water broke? What? what well, I was. What? Yeah, I was saying Is that on the condenser? Baby. Like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his metaphorical baby. The water broke on his metaphorical baby and the and on his real baby. And oh, wow. uh, his name is, uh, the, the guy that started this name is David Souza. And it sounds like, and almost spelled like Souza, the tequila. Uh, he's the grandson of uh, Portugal immigrants. And he couldn't name after himself. So he named his son Corbin Cash Souza. So he named the distillery um, after his son. And so, um, oh, there, oh my God. Almost right on the money with the vaulted barley off a little bit. But you almost dead on. The corn, though, the, the I, I was almost dead seven, on eight. on the corn. The proof, and I was dead on on the age. So, 
Absolutely. And look, I I think this shit is hard, though, like to come up with a mash bill like blind. If you're within like 10 percent, I think that's pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I'll send you the. I already kind of told you, but when you when we do this again next quarter, because we'll keep kind of talking about the previous quarter and that we were not ruin anybody that wants to go out and do real the current thing. Um, You know, because that that's unfortunate where it's like, oh, what do you guys think of this? Congrats. I can't tell you. Um, in fact, that, that's what um, uh, Marianne Eves did when she did something called Eves Blind. Eves Blind, and, yeah. Uh, I tried it out and um, I messaged her afterwards because I we had thought of this idea before that came out, but I'm like, I got to spend R and D and I got to figure out if she's doing the exact same thing we're doing. And um, she's sending you really. First of all, the, I'm not going to say the price point, but it's about three times what we what ours was for the year. And we finally got our box, we went through it. She's a master blender. I mean, there's no doubt her reputation in the industry. She's a big dog and well-respected and has earned all that respect. And I loved what I was tasting. And then I sent her an email and I said, so when do you, when do you tell us what what's in it? And she's like, well, it's blind. And I went, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's blind up to now. And then you're going to tell us what it is. And then she's like, no, you never know what it is. That's the whole point of the experience. Oh, wow. And you couldn't buy another bottle of it or anything. So I was like, I, I was like, okay, I'm glad you're not doing what we're about to do because we're not doing that at all. Um, you know, we want to showcase brands, but I think she was doing proprietary blends. Yeah, um, yes, and, yeah, and, she's and, blending and it, and it all a, of it, and, and it a lot a, of the distillers don't badass. want to release. Uh, I think a lot of because we just had her on the show like a, lot. a couple weeks ago. And like I said, I'm not knocking her at all because I, I'm a massive it's fan different. of her, and it's it's, a, it's a totally different experience than what we did. Um, but I was, I felt like my wife walked in the room, some laundry on him. She's like, I'm going out with some friends. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, where are you, <laughs> what's happening right now? Um, but so I, and, and look, the experience itself was great. She makes dark glasses. Um, you don't even get to see what the, the color is like the liquid's supposed to hit your lips. Like the whole process is uh, has a bit of a more immersive element than ours did. And then she discontinued it um, for whatever reason. And I think she might be bringing it back, but um, I think for me, it was yeah. a little bit too pricey, but I, I mean, she's maybe one of the most, not female distillers, just distillers. She's just one of the most well-known. Her palate is um, unreal. So we yeah. did a, we did a bourbon event like with her. She's blending her own whiskey up and creating yep. her own whiskey out of multiple distilleries. So she's a blender. So, yeah. so and what she's releasing is blended. Well, she is a, and a she of, was massive distiller, if, if and now she, she's oh, blending. Yeah. What I would have loved is if whatever those things were, because there were a couple that I really liked. That if I could purchase a bottle of it, and I'm sure it would have been expensive, but it would have been something special, anyways. Um, that's the only thing that I'm like, okay, well, I, I want more of this, and I can't get more of that, but I enjoyed the experience nonetheless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, not, not that we need to be the only blind whiskey tasting company in the world, but uh, we do want to showcase American small businesses. We do think that's the yeah. part of the Venn diagram. You know, whether you're conservative, liberal, whatever. I think that's the one thing that everybody can agree on a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I I have hey, a question you because go. you know Connor's sporting a beautiful hat, but I can see that you're also sporting Bobby. Um, <laughs> where the log- where the logo come from? You know, the logo. So whenever you're creating a company and this is just kind of startup 101, you don't just send a business plan out. You really need to create something tangible Um, and then it it, it makes it real before it's real. And so I use the company. You always start with the logo. You always start with the logo because it's just so important and it it builds excitement. And we originally were going to be blind spirits, but we ran into trademark issues. So we became blind barrels, which is better. We got an alliteration and we can get to tequila and we can get into wine and beer down the road. We can get other things that are in barrels and not be limited to spirits. Um, exactly. Uh, the boys, so, the boys know how much I love tequila. I did a, I know tequila is so hot right now. There's so many things we can do with it. Um, so I'm hoping so by right the end now. of next year, by, by the end of next year, I'm hoping that we get into that. But the, we did a logo contest uh, on one of these sites where you spend like $300 and you get like a hundred designs and <clears throat> you pick one. And the original idea is it was going to be kind of the see no evil monkey or imagine his tails kind of like hiding his eyes and he's tasting something. And we got stuff that was like that. And it was a little bit cartoonish, but then all of a sudden this freaking steampunk monkey came in from nowhere and this guy, Flavio Carnan, he's out of Brazil. He's a self-taught designer. The monkey got transformed into our logo, but the, the, the juice of it, the heart and soul and the coolness of it was all him. Uh, and I'm like, dude, I asked him, I, 
I sometimes zoom with him, you know, every few months and his daughter translates because he speaks Portuguese. Um, where did the monkey come from? And he tried to start a clothing line around the monkey. And he spent several years trying to get off the ground about eight years ago and he never did. And so he saw that I was looking for a monkey in one of the contests. He threw the monkey in there and then that, that kind of became the history of it. And I've since sent him probably five massive clients. We have distillers that are going his way. Um, this guy in Brazil, um, is going to, you know, has a real career now. Um, and I, I, you know, I love that we were part of that. And once again, we could support him. And, um, yeah, I, I sent him somebody maybe once a month because somebody always asks us either who did your packaging or who did your logo. And I'm like, yeah. this company and this guy, like these are the best. Yeah. I'm going to rock this hat all the time. It's, it's oh. definitely my color scheme. We don't have, I'll get you, I'll get you a hat. We can send that to Australia. No problem. So, so definitely, uh, message me that I'll get you a tasting glass and a hat, uh, and a shirt if you want it to, um, you know, black, and gold, baby. In there. black and gold and we don't have the name on the logo. I think it's more, you know, but the mystery you know, of you that. Know. Exactly. It's like you're either in the club or you're not. It's meant to be, Hey, <laughs> you didn't buy the hat so you can advertise for us. It's like, no, it's just a cool piece of merch. And if someone wants to ask yeah. you about it, you can tell them about the experience of it. Awesome. What's your favorite release you've done? Everyone's got one. When you're doing, like, I, my histories, I've previously done these sort of um, bottlings or subscription bottlings for another company. Um, but what's your favorite release? So, I mean, this sounds stupid, but every release that's coming up is our favorite release. Not, and this sounds like, no, you're going to have to wait to see what's around the corner. Look, in September. You've got one that's in your heart. You know, there, there's somebody in June that um, is just, was on your guys' podcast and uh, just really amazing, great people um, bent over backwards, came in below the price point we asked, did it at cost, um, amazing juice. We're big fans of them. When you can get experiences like that um, and you have great juice, it doesn't matter whether it's my favorite juice out of all of them or not. The experience in general is pretty great because it, it, it really highlights what, you guys know a lot about it's the whiskey community it's everybody coming together it's supporting you know i know you guys have had folds of uh folds of honor on your show um you know one of our investors makes the folds of honor wine actually um where proceeds Hmm. go to that Um, we're big proponents of supporting veterans um but that whiskey community that when we have people step up the same way you guys are having me on the show and talk about this and the way that we're trying to showcase these smaller distillers and people come together and they, you know, I don't have a bottle in my house that isn't open because I share it with everybody. I don't collect bottles. Right. I don't do anything like that. Uh, but September lineup has something special in it too. We've got two distilleries that are female uh, distillers. And um, somebody's like, that's great that you're supporting women. I'm like, I'm not really supporting women. They just crushing it. <laughs> They're just, they, we're blind taste everything. I'm supporting good whiskey. Like, exactly. That's what I'm supporting. It. Yeah. it has nothing to do with the fact that they're, I love that they're women and that's great, but that's not why they're in our lineup at all. That's um, just like when I, I talk about Marianne Eves, I don't say she's one of the greatest female distillers i think she's one of the greatest distillers um, it's like don't it, don't talk to me about being a woman in whiskey talk to me about being in whiskey yeah 100 percent. you know and look hey, I Alex, seven, you're, I, you're a female <laughs> <laughs> just kidding and i i mean i grew up with all sisters so i i've always kind of had that mindset too you know it's like i i i, I yeah uh, i got a i got a classic car and i can Fix my car, but I can h- cut my hair so my waist looks thinner. And uh, I know a couple of tricks in my book, but uh, <laughs> you know, the September lineup is is badass. We got a hundred fifty dollar bottle. It's an eight year rye, um, you know, finishing a cognac barrel that's just exquisite. It's maybe the oiliest thing I've ever had in my life. Um, we've got a, a an American single malt that I'm not a that's big said. single malt. <laughs> that's the oiliest thing I've ever had in my life. Um, See, that was going to be one of my questions was, can you do an entire lineup of single malt one time to the American people just to push American single malt? Um, because I feel like it's an un- underrepresented category in the States. It's the fastest growing category. Single cask nation yes. does a bit of a blind tasting with us every now and again. Uh, one of our whiskey wizards is tied with them and they're really cool. Cause they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll talk about one sample for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, get all the samples. Um, but we have an amount of drinking too much. I can't, yeah. if there's multiple whiskey in front of me, I can't do that. I'm you, you saw, like I'm talking about I'm like, yeah, this is like this and I'm already pouring the next one. I think. Like candy candy American. store. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
we didn't have one in this lineup, but I'm looking at a shelf right now that, I mean, I've got a ton. And I'm, I've, look, I always liked scotch and I've always liked some things that were smoky, but I couldn't drink smoky all night. Um, we've got a creamy, smoky American single malt that's mm. phenomenal in June. We've got an American single malt in September that isn't smoky at all. And it defies, I, I have a guy in particular that he's like, do not send me any single malt. I'm like, we're going to have some single malt in the lineup. He tasted one of the things in the lineup. He, once again, just like our CFO, he went out and tried to find this bottle and he couldn't get it anywhere. And it mm-hmm. is that good. And I love it when you can kind of, as you said, Alexander, dispel what people think about certain things and yep. open up and Absolutely. broaden their horizons. Like, and, and look, we have one guy. It's great. He's a subscriber. I swear to God, the moment he gets his box, he bought, he buys two bottles of everything. Um, oh, and, wow. and, and cause he just knows that he's, he's building his collection. He's, a, he loves everything that's in the lineup. We always say, you're going to like most of them. You're going to fall in love with one or two of them. Uh, but the barrel pick that we did, we only had seven cases of that, that sold out within a month. Um, we're hoping to do more of those so that it mm-hmm. is that access. Once again, now you get access to something that isn't ever even going to exist again. Like this is the one-off that we just did. Um, What's your so conversion we, rate from the packs to people purchasing bottles? Uh, you know, it's it depends. I mean, if is you that look too at much one, of a business question, maybe I should no, ask that. no, that's a great <laughs> question. If you look at like probably the number of bottles that get ordered in terms of a percentage, uh, and you do the part of a whole towards how many subscribers we have, it's probably about twenty percent. Yeah. So, you know, if we've okay. got, but but this last one went up a lot because I think there was a FOMO in knowing that this was the barrel pick. So yep. that everybody jumped on it fast. And now I got some subscribers are getting into it like right now and they're mad because they can't order a bottle of it. But I put a note in the box that told everybody <laughs> like, you want to try it. Don't wait on this. Cause it's like this lineup will never happen again. And this isn't like that. I'm not like that master store. That's always going out of business. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're really like selling like whatever it is, whatever they're doing, you know, it's like, they're that's what they're doing in Ozarks. They're, they're laundering their money through that mattress store. But uh, yeah, that we're going out of business. I'm like, they've been going out of business for the last 10 years. I have no idea what's going on. Like, we're not blowing any smoke. We create hype about something. Um, the one yeah. thing that we don't want to do is lie to anybody. You know, if somebody messages us and they say, um, I don't want to spend $50 for four samples, then I go, okay, that's okay. You're not in our club and you don't have to be. And um, this isn't for you. But for the people that are in it and the people that get it, um, they love it and they stay in. So we don't lose a lot of people each quarter, but we can only let in so many people like between yeah. now and September, we can only let in another 200 people. And that's plus 50 we, bucks for four. Like that's not like that's samples. a great price. It's a great think, price, especially for the experience of getting I mean, to listen, try. You drink the entire lineup. You're getting a buzz. That's worth 50 bucks. Well, and, yeah, the, yeah, and the experience, and and the experience. I, I still think that the ability to buy these bottles is, I mean, that pumpernickel rye out here. I would do that just for that. I, I would do it just for the fact that, I mean, honestly, it's worth 50 bucks for me not to go buy a $50 bottle. Right. Yeah. And, 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 then and, it, it sucks. and then hate it. Yeah. Right? I will never forget. I will never say the name, but I went to a bar and we had been really thinking about it, this bourbon that came out and he was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just let you try it. She pours a little chase, and I'm like, I am glad I did not spend $115 on this fucking shit because I would have taken one sip, put it back on my shelf, and been mad as fuck at myself that I spent $115 on this shit. We call it label failure. You know, that um, I've done it with wine before too. And yeah, I, I had Opus One. I had a really nice bottle of Opus One, and um, I let it, I, I left it in the car for a day. Not a big deal, kind of a big deal. Wine went bad. But, <laughs> but everybody, my wife didn't know she's pouring it, and everybody's like, it just needs to open up. And I'm like, that's just never going to open up. That's closed permanently and ruin that shit. And, uh, but I have, I've done that at the store where somebody there's a brand or whatever you associate that. And you yeah. almost will yourself to like it because you spent the money on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, like I, you guys have a Costco out near you. I don't know what they have out in, in Australia, Alexandra, but Costco, we have Costco. Oh, dude. So Costco make, um, I'm pretty sure it's Casamigos because I look at where it's bottled, but they, they had a $22 bottle. It's a one liter of extra Añejo tequila. Now it's 32, which is bullshit because I've, I've used it as currency. I literally, I give it to 
the gardener, the pool guy. I'm like, I got one in the trunk in case there's a birthday I forgot. I'm just, I'm doling out $22 one liter, but I've poured it into Avion bottles um, at parties before. And people are like, Oh my God, he's pouring Avion. And like, Oh, it's the good stuff. And they and they love it. And they're, and, but that perception trumps reality. Right. And so we've done this before yep. where we try to convince ourselves something's awesome and it's not. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I love falling in love with something through the blind. That's what drew me to the whole process. I was not in the liquor industry at all. uh, And I'm constantly learning. And look, you guys are more advanced than I am as far as like drinkers and tasters. I mean, I I can only dream. I can taste green for, I'm better now than I used to be. I can only dream to like get to the level that you guys are at. Um, And my whiskey wizards are very patient with me. And I'm like, Oh, what is this? This is uh, sometimes I'll be right, but uh, there's a lot of times I'm wrong, but I know it tastes good too. And I like complexity. So like that pumpernickel rye, um, that changes in the glass, like over time. Um, It's super complex and I can taste the differences and it almost matures the, how it aerates when the air hits it a little bit. I just had a thought because you know how you can ship samples to Australia? How? I put it in peanut butter. I no, tell them there's a dingo. In you it. put a sample only, and that comes through as almost, I believe, duty free if it's sample only. You could be shipping to Australia for us. Oh, yeah? Okay. Duty okay. free, maybe. Oh. I don't know. Well, that's what I've been oh. told. That's what I've learned from bourbon TikTok and all that. And then um, I get and then I get to the thing and they're like, that'll be nine hundred dollar is. It's dollary dues. Um we've got an emerging thing in Australia where uh bottle shops are actually having every single bottle open um for you to try it before you buy it. Um and that's what I think is amazing about these subscription services is you do, you get to try things. Um, that are craft, that are small, without the big name, um, and with the way you guys do it, um, you're tasting it without the, all the marketing hype, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and and I, I, you know, we're trying to do this in like Japan. You know, Japan has a massive. I mean, they kept the whiskey industry alive. That's why they get the They're biggest like in allotments. The top, top five biggest whiskey consumers. I think it's more single malt than, um, say, American. <laughs> Yeah, because they mainly make single malt. They're but they, bourbon but they love American. Now. They love American bourbon. Well, they can't call it bourbon, yeah. right? But they love no. um, they love American bourbon, and they were buying Pappy when nobody was, um, and they <clears> loved it. I mean, they're the the single barrel, you know, small batch. Those, like those brands took hold and caught fire there, and and really, uh, yeah, they usually are trendsetters. But you yeah. know, the artisanal movement with food. Um, you know, everybody's kind of getting out of their lane, so to speak. I mean, look at what Jack did. You got a Jack Daniels bottle in your background there, Alexander. Oh, yeah, she does. Is that like Johnny Walker Blue in Australia? Because it's like, <laughs> get this. <laughs> How dare you talk about my Jack that way? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, like, I don't, I, I love. Jack this, and I like, go steady. Everything right now, like, that Jack Daniels <laughs> is doing. I, is I'm not even saying what just popped in my brain right there. But Damn. it goes steady. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had an Uber driver one time. Jack she's steadily like, goes in your mouth. She's like, yeah, my boyfriend <laughs> cheated on me because I was cheating on him with Jack. Jack, Jim. Jack, Jim, Johnny, <laughs> Jose. I like, hey, look, I, I just know that I was in Ireland one time. Connor. And what are you going to do in Ireland? You're going to order a Guinness, right? But nobody from Ireland is drinking Guinness because that's the Bud Light of Ireland. You know what they're drinking? They're drinking Bud Light. and They're paying $10 for it. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you guys doing? You're drinking Bud Light? Oh, it's premium. You know. It's like the Fosters. It's like the Fosters in the UK. Fosters. Like Australian we don't drink Fosters here in Australia. Fuck that shit. It's, um, it's crazy over there. Sorry. It's crazy. Um, but it's crazy it's, over there. Yeah. So all the Man United matches that I go to, like they have little, like they have four oh, packs geez. glued together for like, and so you can buy a four pack and then you just, what's stupid is the glue they put these fucking things together with. And you're like trying to like hulk them. I'm like, I'm going to rip this. I'm going to have to shotgun this whole fucking beer. But that's what, what's there. Like the entire bar on the outside, you can, you can only get Carlsberg or Foster's. That's the only two beers you can get. I love Carlsberg. Oh my god! I, mean, I don't, and the, and I'm actually like surprised. It. As a Manchester United fan, I'm actually surprised they allow that in a Manchester United bar because Carlsberg. So you drink Fosters? A, I, I all drink Fosters, yeah, because I don't want to drink Carlsberg because they were on Liverpool shirt and a Liverpool sponsor for years, and I feel like it would contaminate if I drank that shit. <laughs> and I Fosters really don't is- understand how they allow that in the Man United bar. 
<laughs> but Foster's has the big can, and that's what's cool about it, honestly. Like and it's, that, it's yeah. traditional. It's like what it's like. It's not a forty, but it's like it's got the big F something. on it too. And the English's favorite word is "fuck," so I figure it just they just think it stands for "fuck." I don't even know if they know what it is. It's just like, oh, that's the fuck beer. There was this SNL skit that like never made it to air, where it was like a big take on Crocodile Dundee, where it's like it's like oh, this is the fridge. He's like. That's not a refrigerator. Now that's a refrigerator. It's like massive refrigerator. It's like 30 feet tall. And it's, that's the same thing with their beer. It's like, oh my God, this is a regular beer. And I just like holding the can because I have a massive, I'm just a massive human. So I just mm. put it up next to my head and it looks like a normal can. You know, you look like you could be brothers with the big show. <laughs> yes. It's the big show. <laughs> I know. Well, it's the big show. It's well, Connor singing. Uh oh. I know I need to drop 50 pounds so people say Kevin Nash instead of <laughs> I'd rather be Kevin Nash than the big chef. That's the problem. I'm a defensive, I'm a defensive lineman. And so if someone goes, Oh, it's my buddy Bobby he played football at USC, and they're like offensive line, I'm like, it's defensive end. I used to be a little bit thinner than this. Fuck off. You're racially, <laughs> you're racially profiling me because I'm a large white man. You I was 20. I was in my twenties back then. <laughs> <laughs> possibly so be on the defensive line <laughs> I used to be guys. fleet of foot you fucker <laughs> <laughs> like, okay like, just look at his oh, nipples there's funny. no way he was an athlete <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I'd get a like, pile of Mahler scared getting like Show Botox for my nipples because I just got the surface area it's just too large they're very puffy so I'd work out like four hours a day and um if you didn't miss a practice during football during the summer, what would happen is at the end of the year, they would do a, all the dudes that made every workout were in the, were in the calendar and they'd oil you up and you'd get all oiled up for this photo spread. And I made every workout and they're like, Bobby, why aren't you at the photo shoot? I'm like, I mean, because I don't want a bunch of dudes jacking off to me. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know? And a couple of girls. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with dudes jacking off dudes that are into doing that. But I didn't, just, I, I didn't want to be one of the products. <laughs> and I'm like, you, and they're and they're gonna have to, they're gonna like, you put, didn't like, want to be obje- objectified. You're too beautiful to be objectified. They were gonna like tape over my nipples because I was ruining the experience. <laughs> they're like, oh, look at Leonard. We had a guy named Lawrence Larry. His parents <laughs> named him Larry Larry. They're like, oh, look at Lawrence Larry and his pictorialis. And then my puffy nipples would just throw the rhythm off. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, this was really fun. Tell everyone where they can find you. They can follow you. Order your, jack uh, off to order you. your stuff. Yeah, not jack off to you, though. Uh, and yeah, exactly. Don't go looking up puffy nipples and Bobby DeMars. Won't like it. It's one website. I signed up for a weekend. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, but I can't take that shit down. Exactly. Sounds like my wife. Uh, so go to blindbarrels.com and uh, I will set up uh, a code uh, BWF10. You can get 10% off anything, whether it's merchandise, uh, hat, shirt, tasting glass subscription even if you just want to buy a one-off box and send it to your a friend and not do the subscription uh so bwf10 you get 10 percent off anything in the store bwf10 people and give us blind instagram. Blind instagram oh the instagram is at blind barrels so super awesome. simple unless you can't spell Beautiful. barrels you're like is that right. one r or two l's <laughs> well, i don't know how to spell it <laughs> What if you just bought the URL puffynipples.com and just it redirected you to blind barrels? Well, I own I own I own I own labelfailure.com. What if I just put a picture of me with puffy nipples on that stuff? You can't label these nipples. This is is a puffy nipple. This is Areola 51. Only the government knows about these. Areola 51. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. A puffy nipple. I don't know if I've ever heard a nipple described as puffy. This is the greatest you know, show ever. This is the I just, if, if Botox lasted forever, you know what I mean? With ice, they look amazing. But I'll tell you what, you know, With- if I had 3% <laughs> body fat, 
I, people people be like, why are his nipples? He didn't work his nipples out because there's nothing there. <laughs> didn't do the nipple offs. <laughs> it's like when you oh, see that sumo wrestler with the shirt off and they're a little bit sideways. They're kind of like, <laughs> kind of like flautas. They're like some flautas. <laughs> some <you know>? flautas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> We're oh my getting god. bad. Getting bad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bobby, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Uh, everybody out there listening, uh, check out the link in the bio. We are trying to win a People's Choice Award. We are up for best uh male hosted podcast. Um Ooh, we are also we pitting can win... the two of you against each other? No, no, we are. We are. We're going with friends. Is oh, up as, for a People's okay, Choice Award. So for best male hosted, no, that's Instagram, and I would win. And, and so, and and so, the link will be in the show notes, just with like everything else that that Bobby said. Go in there, vote, tell your friends about it. Uh, BWF10 really cool at checkout at blindbarrels.com. Ch- yeah, at blindbarrels.com. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.